From dating to relationships, from sex to love, from Christianity to politics, from darkness to light, you have now entered into the real zone. Welcome to Conversations with Trent, where no topic of conversation is safe from discussion. Now, here he is, Mr. Epic himself, Trent Williams. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Great to be back with you guys on this wonderful Friday evening. Um, joining me in a few seconds here is uh, my lovely host, Miss Lisa Tillman Page. That's Biker Girl 27, for those who don't know Lisa Tillman Page. So we're going to be talking about um, effective co-parenting tonight. We're going to be talking about effective co-parenting tonight. And what are you telling your kids when the other parent is, is not in their presence? Meaning, if you guys are not together, and whether you see that kid for weekends or you know a couple of weeks out of you know a couple of months, uh, whether you have you know you actually have custody of that kid, what are you telling those kids when that other parent is not in those surroundings? You know, um, and I said earlier online when we talked about some things where Frederick Douglass uh, once said that you know it's easier to build strong children than to repair a broken man. So what are you telling these kids today? Without further ado, we'll bring in Miss Lisa Tillman Page. Kid, 
on vacations or, you know, the weekends or, you know, what have you, whatever that situation uh, works out. What are you saying to that kid about the other parent? And, you know, we, we have to understand that anything that we infuse into these kids as, you know, as children, you know, they become either broken adults or they become successful adults. You know, it's totally That's right. up to us and it's our responsibility to push those kids and move those kids into a greater space. So, you know, good stuff there. Good stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you guys uh if you guys haven't already, download the Wire Red thirteen twenty eight app. You can catch all the latest shows, all the latest music and all that good stuff. Or you can go to the website, your radio networks with an S dot com and just click on the tabs and choose your uh, favorite host throughout the uh the network. You know? That's right. That's host, right. Click on that link and you can, you know, see what they got going on and all the good stuff. Uh, kudos to B-Fly. B-Fly had a uh, legendary uh, MC rapper, uh, Yo-Yo, yes. on, on our show yes. on Tuesday. Uh, making mm-hmm. great strides, man. She's making great strides over there on a beautiful butterfly show. So hats off to her for, for pulling in such uh, an iconic guest. And she's been doing that as of late. She's been on the streak lately. So congratulations to her. Yeah. You got some Starbucks coming your way, Miss Lady. Good stuff. <laughs> That's right. You never know what we've got on your radio networks. Um, But, you know, let's get into this tonight because um, I know far too many parents who are supposed to be co-parents. Actually, they are co-parents, whether they do it effectively or not. They are co-parents. But I know far too many of them that are just truly messing their children up. I mean, I just have to put it point blank because they'll pit one parent against the other. They'll talk about one parent behind the other parent's back, but they let the child hear it. They're just doing far too much. Um, they're giving gifts and, um, you know, oh, well, your mom said you can't have that. Here you go. You can hear, You can have this because they want, um, you know, the child to love them more. They want the child to think of them as the, the fun parent, the good time parent. And, and what happens is, you know, the, these children, they grow up. And they have a sense of entitlement. They grow up. They they don't really have respect anymore for either parent, the parent who is, you know, not giving them the gifts, and even the parent that gives them gifts. And so they think it's all cute when the kids are young. But as they get older, these kids have mouths, these kids have attitudes, and it gets out of control. And someone has to repair it. Someone has to stop it. Because these kids, you know, they don't, you know, they say they want the gifts, and yeah, everybody likes gifts. What they really want is time with their parent. What they really want is that love and that tension and that guidance. And that's what we're supposed to do as parents. And so, um, you know, I was just thinking we really need to talk about this because, um, you know, our kids are in not a good place right now. Many, Too many of them aren't in a good place. And then how do you Absolutely. repair? Just like you said, you, you, you gave the, um, the, Fred, the, the Frederick Douglass quote, but, how do you, you know, how do you go back and repair it when your child is a teenager and they're used to entitlement, they're used to saying and doing whatever they do, you know? It, it just makes it bad all yeah, around. It becomes very, yeah, it becomes very difficult. Um, and we see uh-huh. that um, every single day when we're dealing with these adults, when we're actually coaching, or when we're actually right. trying to, you know, encourage folks. You know, if they're broken, it's going to uh-huh. be very hard to fix them. And in most cases, sadly to say, uh, in most cases, it's extremely difficult to fix a broken person. It's extremely right. difficult. The only way that can happen is through meditation and prayer, constant meditation and prayer, and constantly um, attempting to cover that broken person. But we know that, you know, if we catch it early on with, with a kid, you can actually catch that kid before you break them, before the other right. parent breaks them. So, mm-hmm. 
and, and I'll be a little transparent here. For me, my, my daughter is actually I have custody of my daughter, and, you know, her mother sees her every other weekend. She'll fly in and see her every other weekend and spend the weekend. And every time that she goes and go to the hotel and spend time with her, when her mother's gone, I have to reel this kid back in. Mm-hmm. Because her mother's constantly trying to buy her and purchase things for her to fulfill, you know, to, to, to alleviate her guilt and what she's feeling. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. So right. it becomes a task for me to reel Kennedy back in. Right. So I, I know right. this firsthand. And that this topic, mm-hmm. and, you know, like we do on a conversation, we're very transparent here. So I can't speak on it. I, I can't help you if I can't speak on it. Right. I'm able to actually speak on this topic because I, I actually live it firsthand. Right. And you know what, and, and I appreciate your transparency, and, and let me be somewhat transparent, not even somewhat transparent, let me be transparent. When my daughter was younger, she would spend a month every summer with her dad, and so when she would come back, I'd have to remind her, these are the rules at this household. What you've done at your dad's house, that's all well and wonderful, and, you know, they allow this or they don't allow that. These are the Absolutely. rules here, so let's not forget. And even when she went to college, and I'd have to remind her, remember, I'm your mom. I'm not your friend. You don't. You can't talk to me like you talk to your friends. You know, there are certain rules and there are certain things, you know, certain line that you have to toe. And, and so that's our job. We have to continue to remind them. We have to continue. And that's the way we show love. That's the way we show more love than giving gifts. But in our, you know, our bank books and our wallets and pulling out this and doing all these things for them. And, and then when they get older, then people want to say, oh, what's wrong with this child? They don't have respect. Or what's wrong with this child? They think they can have whatever they want or do whatever they want to do because one or both parents, um, had mis- misplaced love in their actions and in their words. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, we have to get outside. We as adults have to get outside of our own heads and get outside of our misplaced feelings for the other, the other parent. We're mad at them because right. they don't want us anymore. We're mad at them because they're dating someone else. We're mad at them because they've got a bigger house. We're mad at them because of whatever it is we're mad at them about. And exactly. and so we want to take it. We want to take it out on the child. We want to not let the child see them, or we want to not let the child. Um, you know, we want to let the child hear some bad things about them. And and we have to do a better job. It's on us. It's our responsibility to do a better exactly. job. And you know, and, and when it's all said and done, you know, doing what's best uh, for the uh, and the individual interests of the child is mm-hmm. really, is really important. You know what I'm saying? And right. You know, it's not, we live in an imperfect world where imperfect people live mm-hmm. in an imperfect world. Um, and sometimes we can't collectively do that because of one carrying bitterness or guilt, um, either or. You, you know what I mean? But we have to mm-hmm. fight through that. We have to fight through that and actually say, you know what, what's, what's most important here? Right. You, know, what's, what's you have to check your feelings. You have to check your feelings. You have to sit down and say, okay, listen, hold up. Let's talk about this. And And it has nothing to do with, oh, well, you know, like I said, you're dating this one or I'm dating this one or whatever it is. It has to do with this child right here. And I remember one of the things um, that I really appreciated about my daughter's father, we would once every few months, the three of us would get together and go out to lunch or go out to dinner, and all we would do is focus on our daughter. We would talk about what was going on with her. It didn't make a difference Mm -hmm. that I was married to somebody else and he was married to somebody. It didn't make a difference. We were there in the best interest of our daughter. And so, right. um, and we did that and we, and, um, and it was, it was really great. My daughter appreciated those. She, she was, she was grateful for those. I mean, we talk about that to this day, 
how, um, you know, she said we'd get together and we would laugh and it wouldn't be any, you know, wouldn't be anything between me and I that way except the love for right. our daughter. And, and so right. um, we have to be the adults that we are, not just in age, but in maturity. We need to put yeah. our emotions, we need to put our emotions on hold because what happens is when we're so still emotionally caught up in he left me or she cheated on me or, you know, whatever it is, um, we get so caught up in that that we mess our children's development up, their emotional development, their physical development, their mental development, their spiritual development. And that's just the truth. That is just the truth. And so I think a lot um, of parents, I think, I think, I think a ton of parents uh, don't understand that, you know, when these kids come into this world, those kids are assigned to us. Mm-hmm. You're I don't think right. a lot of folks get that. Those kids right. are, are, are assigned to us. So mm-hmm. we're responsible for those kids. That's right. On, and we have on, to answer for that. On a spiritual that. level, this is That's exactly. Right. We have to answer to, we have to answer. the toxic mm-hmm. that we, we sure bring do. to those kids' party. Mm-hmm. So a lot of folks don't realize that. So we get into these relationships, and, and most times – uh, the majority of the time, a lot of folks are making decisions after the sweat dry, and that's how these kids mm-hmm. come about. But right, if right. you plan this stuff effectively and, and you know, you, you make room for this kid, it's your responsibility, man, to, to make sure that this kid's mental is in a great space. Right. Wouldn't you agree? Right. No, I, would, I completely agree. And the other thing is when we recognize that something is amiss, when we recognize that something, something is out of whack, that the, that the child is, you know, getting some misinformation, some bad information, being allowed to do this, that, and the other, um, things that, you know, those, that wasn't in the agreement about, and, and we know that it's the other parent, we need to call the other parent on it. And I don't mean in a blaming way or in a, a, a very derogatory way, but just saying, hey, listen, we need to have a conversation and we need to talk about our child. And this is what I see. And you, and you need to have some agreements. And if both parties can't agree, person, the other parent is doing stuff so egregious, so so outside of the norm that it's just totally detrimental to this child's development, then that parent who is doing the, the, the thing that is, um, I don't want to say the right or the wrong thing, but doing the thing that's in the better interest of the child, they might have to take some legal action. They might have to do some things so that, you know, some things differently so that their child is, um, you know, they're starting to rein them back in. That they're starting to focus better and do what they need to do. Um, you know, Absolutely. I know some kids who, who the parents like, oh, you don't have to do homework over here. You can just do it when you get back to your dad's house. What? What do you mean when I get, I get back to my dad's house at 10 o'clock at night on Sunday and it's time for me to go to school in the morning, you know? Or, or you know, it's, it's okay. You can just call me by my first name and, oh, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to say ma'am or sir or you don't have to yeah. do this or you can wear whatever you want to wear you know, things that they know just to get over under the other parent's skin. And and it's wreaking too much havoc. It is wreaking too much mm-hmm. havoc. And so, you know, I really I really want us to talk about some very clear things that parents can do. Um okay. you know, as as they're going through this. And so um we'll you do, know I think it's we'll do that well, go ahead. It's fifteen it's fifteen after the hour. We'll do that on the other side of the break and we'll bring uh, to the table uh, some clear things, some clear effective things that you guys right. can do as far as co-parenting with these kids. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back right after the break. Have you ever sat down and simply wanted someone to fully understand your life? Someone who wakes up every day and does their best to provide and protect their loved ones the way you do? Someone who has been confused, lost, scared, or just trying to figure out how to balance their life spiritually, physically, emotionally, and financially? If so, Life is Outstanding is the book for you. Anthony promises his readers that you don't have to be perfect to live an outstanding 
Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your girl, Bianca Fly. If you're looking for an amazing show with fantastic guests from book authors, entrepreneurs, poets, music artists, and more, then I want to invite you to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Come and see you live and direct each and every Tuesday and Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on your radio network. Perseverance. Walking in and through your purpose takes courage and strength. When you catch a 20-second glimpse of your vision, grab hold to it like your life will end tomorrow. Great day, beautiful people. God thought enough of me and allowed me to see my destiny as my lungs collapsed and I struggled to catch my breath. The year was 2011, while at a book signing in Atlanta for my first published book. My purpose came full circle in March 2010 as a great man transferred his greatness and drive into me. When I began writing, I questioned myself daily, asking myself, where did this gift come from? As I continued this journey, I started having dreams of quotes coming to me in my sleep. I ignored every word that would come to me for about a year and a half. On December 1st, 2011, my life changed forever. Under normal circumstances, I should have died that day as I desperately tried to lift what seemed like a 500-pound weight off of my chest. But I was fortunate to meet and see my destiny without walking right into it. I was blessed to get a glance at the path. That's where my determination and drive is generated. Six books with the seventh one on the way, along with 1,533 quotes later of just getting started. Be epic and know, and keep in mind, it's not me. It's him. Hi, I'm Trent Williams, author, speaker, and life coach. What you just heard was an excerpt from the conversation series of my book, Conversations with Trent. I'm here today to actually talk about a new book and a new series that we're doing called Through the Storm. I believe that your success is directly aligned with your sacrifice. All you have to do is remain focused. When I was going through my storm, I didn't have anything to lean on. I didn't have anyone to lean on. All I had was my eight-month-year-old daughter. After my wife walked out on us, all I had was her. At the time, I thought that she needed me. And all along, over time, I come to realize that I needed her. Thanks for tuning in to Conversations with Trent. We will be right back with more conversation after these commercial breaks. All right, folks, and we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. What's going on, Lisa? Hey, 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 I am here. I am here just getting into this. Um, you know, it's, yeah, it's really, um, it's really important. It's really needed, this conversation, because um, there's too many kids just left out there. And like I said, really what they yeah, want is they want the love. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Yeah, it's, it's too many kids that, that are left out there um, and who's responsible for that are broken parents. Mm-hmm. So we can't push the blame. You know, we always want to, you know, when we, these kids become troubled kids, 
we always want to, you know, try to find a solution of, oh, the kid needs psychiatric help or the kid needs Ritalin or the kid needs this. No, what that kid really needed was for you not to actually bring that toxic to their party. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you talk about effective counseling, that parent has to um, have the have the balls to say, you know what, I've created this, I've done this, I'm going to sit with you through this counseling, and we're going to work this out. You right. Know, parents, we and, have to and, take responsibility for the toxic that we bring to these kids' parties, period. Right, and that shows the child something. That shows the child standing up and doing what's in the best interest of, of all parties involved. And sometimes parents need to go to counseling. Sometimes parents need to go to co-parent counseling so that they can, put their, they can learn how to put their issues yeah, sometimes aside. Parents sometimes parents have been in counseling the entire time. This is true now. (laughs) Sometimes, you know, they let issues go so far away that they can't bring it back themselves, that they need some intervention, and it's okay. You know, um, everybody likes to say, oh, counseling is a, um, what is it, is is taboo in the black community or it's taboo in this community or taboo in that community. But, you know, but it's okay for our kids to act the way they act and then get in trouble at school. And that's not taboo. It's okay for our kids to get, to get in the fights and get kicked off the bus. It's okay for kids to, um, you know, for parents to get on the bus and fight with, you know, fight with other people's kids about their child. Um, it's okay for parents to act the way they want to act in any way, shape, or form in front of each other and let, just let the kids see it. No, it's not. All of that should be taboo. Right. If you've got to go to counseling, you've got to go to counseling. You, you know, so let's, that's give these parents, let's give these parents some mm-hmm. nuggets on. Let's give these parents okay. some nuggets on what's, uh, what they could do to, you know, if they're in that type of situation, to better that okay. situation before their child becomes a broken um, man or woman. Okay, so uh, I think one of the very first things is they need to have an agreement. They need to have a clear conversation, the parents do, that they're going to focus on their child. You know, when they get together, if they can't, you know, if, if they don't see eye to eye on anything else, they're going to they're gonna put their stuff aside, their issues aside, to discuss this child. And when, and when we get together, this is what we're talking about. And if anybody brings anything up, uh-uh, that's not this conversation. We can set another time for that. Um, that's one right. of the things. Um, and, and just be very clear and very firm. This is what we need to do because we want the best for our child. I, I so believe that 99.9% of parents only want the best for their child. You got, you know, that that. 0.1% who, you know, they're a little to the left. But most parents want the best right. for their child. They don't want their children to be hurt. They don't want their they want their children to grow up and be good, solid citizens and good people and, and, and have healthy mm-hmm. relationships. And so you have to go back to that part. What do we really want for our child? And, you know, that's one of the things you say where you were talking about how a lot of times, um, you know, these kids are made, you know, when, the, when the, you know, once the sweat is dried, you know, they have these emotional connections and then, um, then yeah. there's physical connections and all of a sudden there's a child. But, okay, Okay, so a child comes, let's talk about what do we want for this child, you know, before the child even gets here. And then you have something to, to hold on to if the relationship doesn't work. Um, the other thing is I think it's important to have a written contract between all parties, between both parents and the child. These are our do's, these are our don'ts. Now, of course, there are going to be some things when you go over to daddy's house that you can do that you can't do at mom's house and vice versa. And that's all well and wonderful. But these are the basic things that we're believing and we're going to hold you to so that you know 
there's no, you know, there there is no gray area on this. This is where we see eye to eye. And that way, a child can't call, you know, on the slide because kids have phones, call on the slide and be like, oh, mom, you know, daddy said this. And then she's like, oh, well, don't listen to him. You're going to do what you're going to do. I'll just deal with him or vice versa, you know, because you have a lot of that mess going on. These kids have phones. They've got iPads. They can get in touch with the other parent at any time, which they should be able to. I, I agree with that. Um, but they shouldn't be able to when it comes yeah, to at, a situation. Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah, at, at some point, though, you know, yeah, they do, and uh, I'll be the first to, to admit, again, another transparent moment here on a conversation show. Kennedy has every device known to man to <laughs> get in touch with her mother, from a MacBook mm-hmm. to an iPhone to an iWatch to all these other devices. But when I shut it down, I shut it down, and you know, her mother could call the home phone or my cell phone. And mm-hmm. if she's brought some type of toxic, a toxicity to the situation, hey, listen, call back in a week when you're feeling better because we're not going to put this, we're not going to bring this into my home. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So the right. parent also has to, the parent who has the kid also has to, you know, recognize when the other parent is being, you know, mischievous or doing some, you know, shady stuff behind your back. Right. Shut all that stuff off. Take all the devices. Mm -hmm. Take everything out of the room. It's like, hey, listen, you know, I'll control this this conversation here until you're able to have a a parent conversation, an adult conversation with your child. So call back on the week when you're feeling better. It may sound kind of harsh to a lot of folks, but that's just the way I get down. You know, I'm not going to, you know, be parenting this kid and then someone's doing something else. You know, my ex-wife is doing something else behind my back saying something else. No, call back in a week and we'll talk about it. And, and, and you know what, and I think one of those things, I mean, because I, I don't want that, that go to the left. Somebody can say, oh, no, 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 you can't talk to him or you can't talk to her. And then they, you know, over the smallest thing, and you're not talking about and, and that's small, but people can take that. Yeah, people will take it like that. But mm-hmm. for us, and I'll use Kennedy as the example here. Kennedy and I have real conversation. I explained to her why I'm, I'm doing this. I explained to her why she can't do this. I explained to her why there can't be any communication. Right. I am the parent. I am right. the parent. So mm-hmm. I'm making a a, a, a very, uh, you know, straight decision here. No emotion involved. We're trying to and you know what? And I think that's out. important. I think, I think that's important too. Well, first let me finish this other thing that I was going to say is, you know, if there are, um, um, you know, if the other parent is allowed, let's say, you know, your your ex-wife, you know, she's, she's done whatever she's done, and you said, you know what, you call back in a week, and you don't let them talk for a week. Well, maybe something goes on in that week where, you know, whatever reason, you know, the parent wants to talk to the child, the child wants to talk to the parent. And it's a legitimate, you know, a legitimate thing that's going on. I mean, this is the child's parent. So then put them on the rules are the rules. And so, the rules are the no, rules. No, listen, listen. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen. Because then it's then you're like, okay, put them on speakerphone. Y'all got a five minute conversation and they're on speakerphone. And if the other parent says something that's to the left, then we're gonna end this conversation so that they know. Um, but the other thing is I think that it's important for um what you said about the children or Kennedy knowing um, this is why this is happening. Not all the time do children get a, um, 
what is that? Not all the time children get an explanation, um, and they shouldn't always get an explanation. They shouldn't always expect an explanation. But I find, for me, when I explain some things to my daughter, that way she can make a better decision because she's not always with me. So when she's not with me, she'll know, oh, I'm I'm not going to do this or I am going to do this, not because my mother or my father is here or not, but because I know it's the right thing and this is why it's the right thing. Yeah, and yeah. I'll talk it through. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. Yeah, and, and I guess so I guess go ahead. You know, uh you know, uh men parent kids a little different than, than women. Definitely. Uh, definitely. You know, my thing is yeah, my thing is the rules are the rules. When I gotta mm-hmm. break that rule, once the decision has been handed down, that's that's it. And we're gonna go mm-hmm. to course of that we're gonna go to course of that punishment. If I say a week, that's what that week is gonna be. That's what it's going to consist of. So if it's something drastic and it's something like, okay, well, she really needs to talk to her, like, you know, that was a death mm-hmm. exam. Oh, yeah, we're mm-hmm. going to talk about it. But right, right. anything beyond that, the rules are the rules. And, and that's where and I, parents, and I agree with that. That's where parents need to understand that when, when you actually, when you have custody of these kids and, 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 and rules are broken, you have to mm-hmm. be stern with everyone involved. Mm-hmm. You have to be stern and you have to keep your word. Because if not, this is true. Then, then I got to take you serious. Right. And so the kids are looking for that. The kids want the, dis- the, kids want exactly. the discipline. The kids want the boundaries. And because there's safety in the boundaries, I know how far I can go. When I know how far I can go, I can work within that. But when I, when I don't know how far I can go, I just, oh boy, I could go buck wild like completely. I'll keep, I'll keep using Kennedy as, as, as an example here. I could do that because she's at the hairdresser, so she's not here listening to me. Because <laughs> this kid is truly my child. You know what I mean? This kid mm-hmm. is truly my child. She will challenge me. And I'm talking about mm-hmm. challenging me in a way like we sit down and have, an, have a conversation where she's challenging me. Mm-hmm. You know, she won't be disrespectful, but she's sitting there. She's challenging every single word. So that's why, mm-hmm. like me personally, that's why I have to parrot her like that. Right. Right, right. Because she's you. truly my kid. She's gonna question. Mm-hmm. She is truly my kid. She's gonna question. Like with that, uh, right. oh, just two weeks ago, you let it go, and I was punished for a month, but you let me out after three weeks. Mm-hmm. She'll bring that back up to me. She'll mm-hmm. remind me of that. So that's mm-hmm. why I have to stay on my toes with this kid. And I understand what you're saying about the parenting, and you have to be, you know, lenient sometimes. But with my kid, she's a special kid. So. And, and you know she what? Will, but you know what? You have to know your child, and yeah, and you have to know your child. You have to know what games your child will play, what cards they'll pull. You have to know where they where they are in this whole grand scheme of things, because they will, they will, they will bring things back up to you at any particular moment. And that's and that's what a good parent does. A good parent knows their child. A good parent pays attention to the pattern. And that doesn't mean that there's anything necessarily wrong with that child, but you know your child's character. You know what your child's personality yeah. is. Like you said, your that's just, that's you. You're going to question. You're going to find out. You're going to be like, look, uh-uh, this don't make any sense to me. And so she's going to turn around and say, no, nah, this don't make any sense to me. What are you talking about? And, and yeah, so and I know this type of conversation. She's not at it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Going so, on, like, I mean, yeah. And and, yeah. and that's the other thing too. You can't you know, when you when you get custody of your child or when, you know, like say you come in, in the mid midstream and you get custody, you know, you've had joint custody before or what have you and now you've got full custody, you can't go and turn around and lay down the heavy law and just say, This is how it is and that's it. You have to give this child some time to adjust to this. You have to let them know very yeah. clear. I go back to it, the boundaries. 
you know, what's expected as far as bedtime, as far as homework, as far as the rules, as far as chores, as far as discipline. Be very mm-hmm. clear and let the other parent know, listen, at this house, this is what we do. And it's fine if you do something different at your house, but let me tell you, this is when, let me tell you, this is, this is something, and it's really, this, in the grand scheme of things, you might think this is very small, but my daughter would go to her father's house in the summer, and she would come home, and she would have mosquito bites all over, all over. And she would be just as ashy as she wanted to be, and she'd be scratching and itching, and she would just, oh, just be miserable. And I'd have to deal mm-hmm. with it. And, um, and so I would send her, I'd send her with some bug spray, I'd send her with some Vaseline and lotion. Here you go. got to go. Like that. <laughs> oh, look, I just got finished drinking some. <laughs> Uh, whatever, but anyhow, I send her with that stuff, and she and I would say, uh-huh. put it on. And she was old enough; she was six, seven. She was old enough to know how to put this on. So she goes and she comes back, and she's got even more mosquito bites because they would just, you know, go outside and just be out there playing, you know, like we did when we were little. They just go out uh-huh. there. And so I told her, I said, listen, if you come back home from your father's house one more time, and you've got a gang of mosquito bites, and you are ashy like you've been rolling around in the dust, I'm going to. I mean, she hated Vaseline. I mean, this girl would cry when I would put it on her. I said, I am going to slather you down with Vaseline. And she was, you know, she was like, no, mommy, no, whatever. And I'm like, listen, because when you come home and you haven't done what you needed to do, what I've provided for you to do and taken care of it, then I have to deal with this. I have to deal with the crying Mm -hmm. and the the whining and the carrying on. So sure enough, she comes back two weeks later, and she's got all these mosquito bites, and she's ashy looking like a new color gray in a Crayola box, and she's just, just miserable. And I sure enough put her in the tub, and I put stuff, and the girl cried the entire time. I said, you just dry it up. Be quiet. You need to listen. And so even though that's something small in the grand scheme of things, I've provided you with the resources. I told you what the rules are. If you're not going to follow the rules, then, and one thing I used to tell her dad, I was like, would you just spray the child with some bug spray? And, like, I, I would put the bugs, I started putting the bug spray in the lotion. And so, mm-hmm. um, and he was like, oh, she's a kid. It's fine. That's what we did in the country. She can do it. I don't care if it is in the country or not. You know, can can you do because I have to deal with this when she comes home and she's miserable. And, and Absolutely. so you have to do things that you need to do that's going to make life for you all not not necessarily easier, but but more beneficial. And so I, she didn't do it. She got low, she got Vaseline from head to toe Absolutely. and was just as miserable as she wanted so, to be. But right. guess what? After that. I had no problem. Here's, here's, here's what we're going to do. We'll, we'll speak to, on the other side of the break here, we'll play a little music to break up the, uh, the seriousness of the conversation. But um, here's what we'll do. I'll speak to the parents, the, the single fathers, and you, you speak to the uh, single mothers on you okay. know, what you do, you know, when, you, when, you, when you're faced with this and, you know, you're, you're no longer uh, with that, that parent uh, or, with the, you know, with your spouse or what have you. So I'll speak to the men. You speak to the women. And we'll take a, a, a real quick break here. We'll play a song, and uh, we'll come back on the other side of the break. We'll be right back, folks.
All right, Charlie, we're back. That was uh, the artist, Renetta Mays, with uh, the song You Got Me Open, um, produced and written by uh, Trent Williams, Dale Kennedy, and all that good stuff. Available everywhere. Um, good song music, soul. soul. <laughs> Available everywhere. So. Go to your That's phone, right. dial that in. You Got Me Open. We'll pull it up, Dale Kennedy Music. You got it. There you go. Good stuff there. Good there you stuff. go. So That's what are we right. talking about with the uh, with the ladies here? Um, how do they handle it? Because, you know, we do have some bitter women. Let's just be honest and fair. And let's open the line. We do. If, you know, anyone wants to share. That's right. Anybody wants to share. 347-326-9139 is the number. If you're on the app, just go to the information button, which is the I in the top right corner of the app. Click on that button. It will take you straight into here into the studio with Lisa and myself, Miss um, Bike Rider 27 herself. <laughs> she says she's in, in Georgia somewhere. I don't believe her. I think she's somewhere in the Carolinas. You know what? Now, why would I lie to you? Why would I yeah, lie? Okay. Come on now. Come yeah. on now. Yeah. yeah. I might be close to the border, but I'm straight in Georgia. I'm straight in Georgia. Hopefully, you know, you got the whole, you have the whole rack thing going. And hopefully he, he got you the little helmet with the, uh, what do you call that? You know what I'm saying? Like it something was. real, you know, like rough. You know what I'm saying? With the leather jacket and stuff like that. Oh, my goodness. Anyhow. Tell him, you know, if he hadn't gotten okay. it yet, okay. we'll okay. make sure okay. we can Excuse ship that okay. okay, aren't we uh, talking about co-parenting here? <laughs> Hey, but this show is called Conversations with Trent. I can talk about what I'm no, 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 no. This is this is called the Conversation okay, featuring no, Lisa Tillman Page. Yeah, we That's we right. We changed that. So I'm, I'm going to pull the ego back. back. Let, me, let me pull the ego back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Dial that thing back there. My goodness. Anyhow. All right. So, so Lisa, I know you are. I know you are. All right. So let's talk about this. We have, we have, you know, so we're going to talk to our now single women and our now single men, our now single mothers and our now single fathers. How do you, um, how do you deal with co-parenting? What, what can you do? And the first thing is you've got to check your own emotions, figure out where you are. Are you still dealing with hurt? Are you still dealing with feelings of neglect? Are you still dealing with feelings of, of whatever it is, whatever you feel good, bad, or indifferent, truthful or just in your perception that he may have done to you, and I'm speaking, of course, to the women. So if you feel like your child's father has done something to you, um, he's still that child's father. And so regardless of what he may have done to you, unless it's something physical, you know, some, some, some kind of abuse, then if it's, if it's shy of abuse, then that, that father has a right and a responsibility and uh, to be a part of that child's life. And that child needs their father. And, and so we, we take that off the table a lot, and we use that child to, oh, well, if he did this, he doesn't get to see him today or this weekend or whatever it is. Or, you know, I, I told him to get him a haircut last time. He didn't get him a haircut, so he can't see him. No, we have to check our feelings and our emotions. What is it that we're really feeling about this person? Do we still want them back? Do we, whatever it is, once we can figure out where we are, then we can put that to the side and we say, okay, now I'm going to look at this person not as my former man or my child's, or not as my, my former, let me look at this person as my child's father and my child needs their father. Absolutely. So since my child Absolutely. needs their father, then I'm going to allow them to be a part of that. And so, um, you know, you can't say, oh, he's got a new, he's got a new family or a new woman or none of that. They have yeah, to be a father. To, so that's the first tend thing. To, 
we, t- we, we tend to, as humans, tend to, and some men do this as well sometimes, but mostly women want to do this. We tend to want to actually pull everything together when, mm-hmm. you know, hey, Kennedy and Taylor has been here for the long haul. So Kennedy mm-hmm. and Taylor won't be lumped into any other situation. I can get married a thousand times. My right. relationship is with my girls. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So right. we're not going to exactly. be lumped in, and then they're not going to be in, in this assembly line of daddy's attention. You mm-hmm. They're going to mm-hmm. always be to the forefront because that relationship was already intact before all this other stuff came along. Right. Right. So my loyalty, and so, my, my loyalty will always be to those two girls. And, mm-hmm. and speaking to, you know, speaking to the men here, my loyalty will always be to those girls. So it doesn't matter if, if I marry a thousand times over. Right. We're not going to lump everything together because my relationship with my kids will here first. Right. And, and that's the thing that, that's, that that's we need to. That's when we to... learn to. That's when that's when we learn to, to to separate these things, and you, you you get out of that whole thing of you know her feeling like okay well you got this new family you just left the kids behind. No, I didn't mm-hmm. because I have a relationship with those kids, and I spend my separate time with my. We're not going right. to lump all this stuff together here because I don't want them feeling a certain type of way, and you know what I'm saying we're going to have some balance here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of folks right. probably won't agree with me saying that, but you have to create some type of balance to where. If yes. those kids were there, you have to have a separate relationship with those kids. You can't walk mm-hmm. all those kids and say, hey, family day. Yeah, family day is cool, but make sure you have Taylor and Kennedy day. Right, and you know what? And you also need to have Taylor day, and you need to have Kennedy day. You can't Absolutely. even lump two of them together. You know, and, and so that's, that's important. Yeah, that's, that's, that's important even when you, when you right are... There. Yeah, you know it's even important. Even when you are when you are still together as a couple, you all should have time alone with each of your children. You should have time alone together with each of your children. Everybody have time together, and I mean, and it makes such a huge, huge difference. It really does. Um, but I, I think another thing. Go ahead. On, on, on the man side, for a second, I have to speak on this, and, and I apologize for intervening. But a man has to effectively lead when he's dealing with, you know, bringing different kids into the situation, into the equation, or bringing another wife or a fiancé or whomever into that situation. A man has to know himself, and a man has to effectively lead and know exactly when to actually, you know what I'm saying, how he issues his time out. But you know what, I think think just as important, I think it's just as important, a woman needs to know how to do this too. Because remember, they're not together as a couple. And so a woman just can't be all, you know, over the place and bringing all these different men around and, you know, you're around Mm -hmm. a child. And, you know, and and it's somewhat, when a child is is a non-custodial, when the father is a non-custodial parent, it's easier for him most of the time um, to not, and this is from personal experience, this is easier for him most of the time not to have other women, a whole lot of other women around their children because this is my time with my kids and my kids don't live with me, so therefore I'm going to do this. But women have to, we have to walk a a, a tighter line and we have to pay more attention to it. We can't just say, okay, well, my children are here and so, you know, hey, I want some male companionship and I, you know, I really like this guy and so he's going to be around my kids and y'all have only been dating a month. Y'all have only been dating two months. You've only been dating three but you don't know and, and, and for, for the women, and, you know, I, I know I said that, you know, I actually speak on to the women thing, but I'm going to say this. I'll probably get some bad email. But <laughs> women have to stop making these emotional decisions. You understand what I'm saying? Like, come on, man, let's make some logical decisions here when it comes down to these kids. You know, 
just because you're feeling a certain type of way and, you know, uh, you know that, that you know you know that thing didn't work for you as far as you know you getting that feeling and that thumping and all that stuff. Hey, put that aside when it comes to these kids. Put that aside and you, you get out of your feelings. Get put the emotion aside, and you know you deal with your kids on a, on a different level here. Because when we we tend to make these emotional decisions, we tend to make decisions to where it's not going to be in the better benefit for the kid. You know I got to clarify your emotional decision because everyone, we we talk about this all the time. Hold on, on. you and I talk about this, but I want the listening audience to make sure that they get in on this too. Everyone makes an emotional decision. Some emotional decisions are better than others. Some of them are far worse. The point is, the point, don't be be heavy sighing me. The point is, is that you want to be wise in making your decisions. You don't want to make them just on emotion. You want to look at it and say, okay, why am I making this decision and where is this? And, you know, and and our kids do get a tip. Studies have (laughs) shown that women make those monsters. Women make more. (laughs) Women? Women what? Women make more emotional decisions when it comes out to bringing uh, extra activity into the kids surrounding than anyone. And and there's a lot of blame to go around. But. No, no, no. Nobody's blaming. What I'm saying is there's a reason why, because most women have custody of their children. And so it's like, well, look, I got my kids with me, you know, nine times out of ten. So, therefore, if I want to go and do something and, you know, this new guy is in my life and he wants to take the kids to the fair, well, hey, come on, let's all go to the fair. Well, shit, he's you only know, been there for like seven days. Hold on. Listen. I got what you're saying. I got what you're saying. I got what you're saying. But there's this hope. There's this hope. That, that, that women live off of and they have, and they're like, maybe this one is and the right one. Maybe this guy it's not, is. It's, not, and it's so, not a reality. That white people You're right. Is not, the reason why it's not a reality is because they have not, they have not taken the time to fully get to know this person to find out. And then you have all of this stuff, and we see it on the news, sadly, far too often, where somebody's boyfriend has shaken this child, or somebody's boyfriend has beat the brakes off of this child, and this child is dead, this child yeah. is in major critical condition, because they don't know this person, and they've left this child alone with this person. And so, um, and so you, like you said, there's a lot of blame to go around, and we do have to make less, we have to make more um, wiser decisions and not think with our emotions, but think with our minds and look at Absolutely. it and say, does this make sense? What do I know about this person? How does this person move? How have I seen this, this person with my child? Here, ladies Whatever. and gentlemen, on the conversation show where Lisa <laughs> is actually agreeing with me on something that's talking about emotions. You know, I, I am agreeing precedent. with you on that. Yeah. I just I don't, don't know like if it's when a you bike ride, the bug, like you know. You know what? <laughs> I don't know what it is, but Hey, this is feeling good right now. So. Whatever. <laughs> I think last time I agreed with you, too. Didn't we write that down last time? I don't know what's going on. This month needs to end because, um, yeah, something's going on here. Twice in one month, you know. That's, hey, hey, that's hey we're, back and we're, that's we're back and we're on a roll. We're back and we're on a roll with the sister here. We've been off for a few months, and uh, this is some good stuff, man. Uh, and yeah. and for, for you guys, when we talk about we're back, um, you know, we've been doing some, um, not restructuring, but we've been building the platform and, we're constantly uh, trying to get to this point where we can actually take this, this station to Sirius Radio. And Anthony and I have been working hard along with B-Fly to, to do that. B-Fly is actually the program manager now of the, uh, of the station. So anything that you, you need as far as um, advertising time and all that good stuff, got to get that business in at least. I'm sorry. That's right. No, Anytime no, 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 you got to do it for advertising and all that stuff, 
just, uh, right. just no, go to the it. website, yourradionetwork.com, yeah. and, um, you know, we'll make sure that you're taken care of. But right. we're actually continuing, out, you know, moving to greater heights, bringing this to this platform. And I'm proud to say that Lisa's been here from from the start, from the onstart, along with Anthony and myself, b and all that good stuff. Brother Romeo, can't forget about him. And, and all right, that stuff. Yeah, so no, we can't. We're actually, with his yeah. more, you with his more unity clothing. All right, yeah, he got it going on over there. He's selling out. He got it going on. Yeah, good. that's good. That's good. Shameless um, plug, man. More, wait, more on. unity. More unity uh-huh. clothing. He he has his own clothing line now. That's right. And, uh, that I don't have right. that information on hand, but Brother Ramiel, he has his own clothing line. And he's doing very well with it. He's connected to Lisa, right. myself, Anthony, and everybody that's on the platform. So just. Actually, go to yourradionetworks.com. Click on his That's name right. and you'll get his information there. And, hey, man, he's he making Polo look bad right now. So good stuff. Yeah, oh, my goodness. I mean, his stuff is his stuff is off the chain. It, you know, it, it really is. It really is. Um, but I want to say a couple, of, a couple other things about, um, you know, about things that, that we can do as um, parents um, to be more effective parents. And so one of them mm-hmm. is, um, you know, having a scheduled conference call or meeting or, um, you know, whatever it is with your, um, with, with your child, other parent, um, and to go over the positive and the, the not so positive things that have been going on over the month or sooner, you know, maybe it's every other week and saying, hey, this is what went on in school. Maybe the child can initiate the call and call them and say, hey, mommy, let me tell you what happened, or hey, daddy, let me tell you what happened. And then, you know, and, you know, kids, they'll always tell you the, the, the you know, they want to say the, the good stuff, forget about the bad stuff. But no, we need to say the not so good stuff too, so that they know what's going on and everybody is up to speed and not hold things out. And then the other thing is going to the conferences at school as parents, you know. Sitting down, showing a united front, because far too often, far too often, the schools think, oh, it's just the mom that's there, or this dad, or dad comes when he's really angry, and so the dads get a bad rap and all this stuff. Half the time, dad don't even know when the conference is because the mother didn't tell him. And so we we got to communicate. We got to communicate. It's really important, you know. Um, and then again, I go back to going to counseling and seeking that help if if we need it as adults, so that we can figure out how do I put my emotions aside for the best interest of my child. Let me channel these emotions into my child so that my child can grow up to be healthy. My child can grow up to be, to be, um, you know, a, a effective and responsible and respectful person, you know, because that's it, what we want. Right. And that, when, when it's all said and done, that's what it's all about. No matter who's on the emotional end of it, whether it be the, the, the father or the mother, at the end of the day, the most important thing here is the child. And uh-huh. I'll say it again, just like Frederick Douglass said, it's easier to build strong children than to repair a broken man. And I'll just add, or a woman. And a woman, that's right. That is you know exactly what I mean? right. So it's, uh-huh. it's very, you know, I see a lot of people, man, in this line of work that, that I do, are sleepwalking through life. And I just can't help but uh, imagine what they went through as kids. Right. You know, what they went right. through as kids. and. I have to honestly say, and I'll give this this last uh, transparency thing here with me. I was taken from from my mother at the age of four, and my father never once said anything out of the ordinary about my mother. Never Mm -hmm. once. You know, Mm -hmm. my mother was in the hospital with with kidney failure uh, when we were taken, and she had no idea that her four boys were gone. But uh-huh. my father never once 
said anything negative about my mother. That negativity wow. came from my stepmother. Mm-hmm. Where she told me that my mother didn't want me mm. or my brothers. Mm. But the love that I knew my mother had for me at a very young age, like I'm still connected to my mother like that till this day. I just didn't right. believe that. Nothing in me right. believed that because my dad mm-hmm. never actually co-signed that. Right. Right. And on the and, day, you know, that's, and that's good. That's, yeah, that's great. I, 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 want, yeah. I want to finish this. It's very, very important to me. On the day that my dad, my dad lost his lost his life. First thing my dad asked for was my mother. He wanted mm. to see my mother. Mm. And I took that as if, and I wrote about that in the Four Horsemen book. I took that as if he was apologizing for her, apologizing to her for everything that he's brought to her life that was negative. But that guy never said one single bad thing about her, and that's what kept my faith that I would get back to my mother. Wow, yeah. Because he never that's spoke a bad right word there. about her. Mm-hmm. He never yep. spoke one bad word about this lady. It always came from his his mistress. It always came from his... But I never believed it. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. why, you know, I could, I could actually talk about you know, children being strong and built up and all that stuff. Because if, if a kid's strong, a kid's gonna, kids are the most strong, strongest people on the planet. They can take mm-hmm. anything. It's us adults that actually think that they can't handle these things. Right. Here I stand today on this platform as a 46-year-old saying that my dad never did that. That's what kept yeah. me strong because I knew that my mother did not leave me. Mm-hmm. Even though it was That's actually right. given to me day in and day out. My dad was mm-hmm. a businessman who traveled a lot, so we spent a lot of time with this lady. Mm-hmm. Wow. But he, wow. My dad never and you know spoke what? That's the other word. I, I remember um, when my daughter's father and I broke up, and I told him, I said, you know, we cannot dictate who the other one can date or marry from this point. I said, but what we can make sure is that that person treats our child right that that person does not, you know, speak out of turn about the other and, and, and all of this. We need to make sure that's right. And then I had to add, I said, because let me tell you, do jail time. I said, although I look orange, look good in orange, I'm not trying to do jail time. I am not trying to be Big Mama's girlfriend. I will have to kill hey, you, know, you and that woman. I'm just saying. You're from Connecticut, saying, man, you clams. I, don't, I can't see you in a red jumpsuit. Wait, because, 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 because I'm from Connecticut and eat clams and drink hot chocolate, that means that, you know, I can't go thug. I got some yeah, play in there. Don't play. Don't play. When it yeah, comes to my child, nah. do not play. So, what, 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 when the thug comes out, when you actually braise your hair or something, you yeah, know, yeah. whatever. Anyhow, <laughs> whatever. Hey, tell the folks where they can find you, man, so we can get out of here. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook at Lisa Tillman Page. You can find me on Facebook at dtpageconsulting.com. Oh, well, that's well on Facebook, DT Page Consulting, or on the website, DT Page Consulting. Dot com. Um, I am a life coach and a human development trainer, and I love what I'm do what I do, and I'm blessed to do what I do. So there it is, there it is, man. Hey, you be you be safe on the on that bike, <laughs> Motor Girl Twenty Seven. <laughs> you know, Whatever. You can find me here. You can find me here in all things Trent. Um, you're at TaylorKittyMedia.com, YourRadioNetworks.com. I'm very proud of the platform that uh, that we have here and. It's um, 
been doing this for some years now, and very proud of it. So oh, good stuff idea. there. Lisa, it's always a pleasure um, oh, hearing, pleasure. hearing hearing from you and, and doing this, this radio show with you. And to all our listeners, we really appreciate you guys. Don't forget to download the Wiring 1328 app. Uh, Andy and I have actually worked very hard on that. So it's good stuff there. Until next week, Lisa and I will be right here, same time, same station, bringing you another thought-provoking topic. That's right. Until then. That's right. Until then, you all be epic. There you go. Good night, folks. All right. Conversations with Trent in conjunction with Taylor Kennedy Media and your radio network would like to thank you for calling in and listening to tonight's episode. We hope that tonight's conversation offended you just enough to turn your mirror inward to come back for more. So until next week's conversation, be epic. <laughs>